Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Before we get started today, we just wanted to say welcome to the club. Footwork.club is now live, the official footwork website where you can find all the footwork content, including some new features. That's right. Along with our podcasts and guests, you can find exclusive written articles, including blogs about our own stories, free products that can help with chasing the dream, as well as our first official merch. All that and more. So join the club. So today we have a very special guest. In fact, uh, the very first ever guest on Footwork. I know quite an honor. And now she's playing for Orlando Pride, so it's time to check back in. Welcome back, Kylie Strom. How is everything? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Everything's cool. going well. Nice. Yeah, we're happy happy to welcome you back, our first ever guest. Um, it's an honor Pretty to have honor. you back. <laughs> <laughs> Honored to be here, really. I think last time we started off with a um, upstate-downstate icebreaker. Yeah. But we feel like we know you a little bit better, so we, we don't have to... We, we don't have to go. We can go straight into it this time. Yeah. Did you? Because I, I think I, I, one of you guys weren't happy with my answer. So I it might have been, it, it might have been me I think, because so. I think you said everything north of New York yeah. is upstate. And, yeah. and I, I fight hard to, for, for us <laughs> an hour north of the city. And that was yeah. tough, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we, we've, we've enough, grown from enough those disagreements. Enough time has, enough time has passed. <laughs> Now, Kylie, um, as you know, for the, from the first episode, our motto here at Footwork is make your own path. You know, the first episode, by the way, number seven from Upstate to Champions League with Kylie Strom. If you haven't heard that already, go back and check it out because that's a really start to finish story of, of her upbringing. So now this episode was released on May 25th, 2020. That is that, that episode, not this episode. Yes. Yeah. That episode almost 18 months ago. Now, what does making your own path mean to you today in January 2022? Wow. Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy to think about. Like, I remember sitting in, that was like quarantine time. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. My, my that was Madrid apartment. Right in the middle. Yeah. And like, if me then, like, you know, like, you probably did ask me, like, where do you see your career going and stuff? And mm-hmm. I guarantee you my answer was not here at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So make your own path. I mean, you just kind of gotta embrace it like whatever life throws at you you just gotta kind of run with it and it's unpredictable like it's it's nice to plan and have everything figured out but it never goes according to plan so yeah just roll roll with it I mean let's continue on with that then talk us through the feeling when you found out that Orlando Pride uh, were interested in signing you from Atlético Madrid yeah it was I mean, it was crazy, honestly, because whenever anybody asked me, like, oh, do you want to go back to the NWSL? I mean, we spoke about in the first episode, my experience, my past experience with the NWSL, long story short, like, got cut mid-season, like, with a phone call and was left, like, jobless, homeless, essentially. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, people weren't surprised when I was like, nope, never want to go back. And then, yeah, so it's a crazy thing, like, you never know who's watching. Um, we had how basically how it happened. We had because the NWSL season didn't go on because of COVID. So one of the girls who played with the Orlando Pride, Jade Moore, she came on loan to Atletico. 
so obviously like um, Orlando Pride was like keeping tabs on her you know watching our games and stuff and then obviously they're like oh who's this American playing for Atletico so I think that's kind of like where it piqued their interest and stuff and then I mean there's all these like league rules and stuff of like contacting players and all that stuff but eventually when it yeah we were able to talk with each other um yeah it all kind of put it all kind of came together so when so when you were able to talk to each other was it kind of like was it was it a tough decision for you to make in terms of I I I mean I know you really enjoyed your time at Atletico Madrid but someone like Orlando Pride comes knocking with the players they have with the name they have and then just you know playing back home um but but how did you balance that you know the difficulties yeah that was honestly the hardest decision I've had to make in my career um I like wake up every day and with a different feeling like one day I'd be like oh like yeah I'm gonna stay at Atletico like that's the right decision for me and then the next day I'd be like oh wait but like maybe Orlando right and it's just like I'm like one of those people I'm like I'm I'm very logical in thinking but I'm also like uh like a dreamer you know and I've actually like had like a somebody like read my signs and stuff and just say that like these two sides of me are always things so I'm like looking <laughs> for the logical answer but at the same time like following my gut feeling and yeah so like those two parts of me were just like at war and I was changing my mind every single second of every single day um you know and I still like wonder like you know what if I stayed at Atletico I mean I loved my time there I got along with all the girls I'm still such a huge fan I watch all their games like that I can so yeah but I'm I'm so happy to be here at the same time um don't regret my decision whatsoever um basically what it came down to in the end it was kind of like what do I think I would regret more. I don't know if that's a good way to make decisions, but that's kind of what it came down to. And I just figured I was pretty comfortable at Atletico. Obviously I was like, the level was super high. I was still being really challenged, but like, you know, I kind of, I was there for two seasons. Like I, I was comfortable with like the trainers, the upper management, the girls, like life was pretty comfortable. And I was like, I need to, I need to be uncomfortable. I think the Orlando was definitely the riskier decision but maybe had like the higher reward mm-hmm. so I figured to yeah like I mean I, I was also terrified to, to come back to the NWSL with my experience in the past you know I kind of had to like swallow my pride and just bet on myself and and go for it and I'm so happy that I did like the the team the players that I get to play with on a daily basis I mean it's like I it's a dream come true. Like I, sometimes I still can't believe it. Did a part of you kind of feel like this could be maybe revenge is the, is the wrong word, but this could kind of be like the second chance and the second chance to prove yourself in this league. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. Like I knew coming back, like people are gonna be like, Oh God, like this girl's coming back. Great. You know, <laughs> like, But yeah, I, I did. I love being the underdog. Like I would so much rather be the underdog than anything else. Cause you just, you have nothing to lose. You know, mm-hmm. you go in 
you give it your all and like you, things can only go up. like people already knew me as like the girl who got cut in America so like it could really only go up no way they knew you as the girl who got cut in America <laughs> no well, way actually I, I wish they knew me as that like they probably just didn't even know me they're like oh, um I want to come back to um decision making um you spoke on it was which one that you would regret the least and I, I actually I I don't think that's a bad thing I think that kind of just weighs just in a different light I guess but um with decision making do, do you have any other tips for people when you know faced with a very difficult decision are you the type who make lists pros and cons or is there anything you know do you really talk with the people around you what's your What's your path with that? Yeah, well, first of all, the preface, like, I'm the worst decision maker in the world. Like, I not make a decision like, oh, where do you want to go to eat? Like, don't ever ask me because I <laughs> will never, I, I don't like, like, having that pressure. <laughs> um, so as you can imagine, like, dealing with these, like, actual life-changing decisions is, is a very tough task for me. Um, I've found, like, talking with people um, is probably what helps me the most. I, I do like, like, I'm, a, like, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert. So I do like making like my lists and stuff and kind of like figuring out on my own, but I've found it's not always the best way to do it. I, it can help, um, get some clarity on what exactly you want. Um, but at the same time, like it was so helpful hearing so many different perspectives. Like I had like some people who were like, Oh, I think this is the better option. Oh, I think you know, this is the better option. Like I had so many different opinions and hearing those kind of helped me put together like what was was best for me. Um, yeah, that was kind of my process leaning on other people mm. that you trust. Right. Because I also had like agents with like, you know, other opinions, you know, like mm. sometimes it's hard, like when you're talking with coaches and agents, like, you know, they kind of have their own agenda as well. Mm. So you have to be careful. Yeah. And and you've certainly gained experience from your four years abroad, two in the Czech Republic and then two in Spain. Now, what are some of the biggest things you've learned um, from first starting out at the Breakers in 2016 to, to joining Orlando Pride in 2021? Football-wise, mental preparation, adapting to new environments, et cetera. Oh, my gosh. I could talk, like, for hours and hours about it. But Please do. Please I mean, do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, like, going back to what I said before, like, you kind of have to be comfortable being uncomfortable like I think as soon as you're comfortable at a place like as nice as it is to like kind of be established and you know you don't want to like hop from club to club and stuff but like once you kind of like are at a place and are like okay like I've gotten everything I can out of this place like you gotta I think it's good to to continue challenging yourself like you're never too old or too good to just like sit and be be happy and like not want more so that would probably be my biggest thing um I mean and also one thing I recommend for everybody is like go play overseas mm -hmm. like I tell every and I've told Europeans the same thing like I've told them to go play in America because I think it is the best learning experience as a player and as a person you learn to adapt like I would I mean it sounds corny but like I would not be the person I am without going abroad like before going abroad like <laughs> there's this story I don't know if I said this on my first podcast or if I've ever told you guys this 
but when I first visited Evan over in Germany, he was like, he, I, I was going to, I don't remember where he was, but I'm like the small girl from upstate New York. I had never been to Europe. So I go and visit Evan and he immediately has to go on trial. So he's like, gotta go. So I was left in the hotel for like three days. I didn't leave the hotel oh. because I was too scared to leave the hotel. Like that's the type of person I was before I went abroad. Like I lived off of like peanut M&M's and like we had like a breakfast buffet like for three whole days. And like now thinking back, I'm like, Kylie, are you kidding me? Like you couldn't like walk. There was literally a te- an Italian restaurant right across the street. And I like couldn't, I didn't speak the language. You know, I didn't like my phone didn't work, but I couldn't, I was too scared to step outside of the hotel. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never do that in a million years. You've come, you've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Are there any other things um, that you feel like, you know, being abroad kind of helped you with building characteristics as a person? Are there any other areas you think really helped strengthen you? Yeah. Oh gosh. Like, I think, like, like I said, like I'm very introverted. And then once I went abroad, I was like, don't like, if you don't have a good excuse, like never say no to an opportunity. Like if somebody asks you to go get coffee and like, I'm tired is not an excuse, you know? Like, you can always find an excuse, but I'm like, every, if anybody ever asked me to do something, like, just say yes. Like, you, mm. you never regret it. The only time you regret it is when you don't, when you don't do it. You're like, oh, that would have been fun. So, so true. Yeah. Take advantage of it all. Um, I think I'm definitely, yeah, probably, you just have to, like, put yourself out there. I remember even when I was in Spain, like, I was so nervous to, like, speak try speaking Spanish so I just wouldn't do it and like by the end of my time there I was like why didn't I just try from the beginning like people appreciate it like it's just you just gotta like put yourself out there don't be afraid like I've definitely gained like so much confidence and yeah just I don't know just grown so much as a person yeah yeah it's the fear of the unknown I mean I certainly had it too but I made a point to ignore it like understand it's there but it but i i also heard on a podcast when i was in mongolia of all places that the same thing like if someone asks you to get a coffee obviously don't be unprofessional and you're going out for the night before a game or something but like always say yes like the worst thing you could do is sit in your hotel your apartment when you were overseas and not experience whatever you're going to experience because going to the coffee shop is not just going to the coffee shop Cause it might lead to you meeting someone at the coffee shop and then you go to a restaurant and it can lead to a whole series of events. And you know, that, that person might become one of your greatest friends in that country. And I can name exactly. a thousand times where I didn't want to go out. I just felt like just staying in the apartment. And I said, yes. And then at the end of the night, I was so happy that, that I did whatever it was, but yeah, I can, I totally, exactly. totally agree with that. Yeah. And I've had similar situations where like, you know, when five, like you almost like, take for grand time at places because like everything is unknown so you're kind of like oh I'm gonna like know this person forever I'm gonna see this person at training every day and then in this business like people can be gone tomorrow like at least in the U.S. it's more so like that you know like so you all of a sudden you like towards the end of the season you get coffee with somebody for the first time ever and you're like 
and, and to basically say goodbye to them and you're like why did we not do this earlier you know like mm. you just gotta really like take advantage of the time that we have because we are lucky like you know we work putting a couple hours work obviously it's hard work but we do have the time to you know build relationships off the field so just take advantage of that yeah yeah absolutely and um with with that what about adapting to new places and new teams what tips have you found in the game of football but also outside of the game yeah that was something i definitely struggled with um and i hope have gotten better with but i'm still working on um i remember pretty much like everywhere i've been has almost taken half a season to really get comfortable and that's not ideal like as you can imagine you know because especially sometimes you're only there for a season and then Mm -hmm. half the season is kind of wasted um but I think the biggest thing is just making friends on the field because they're going to support you and build you up like obviously friends on and off the field um they're going to build you up and support you and then you just feel so much more comfortable less pressure um I think one thing that I'm super bad at um, is like making a connection with the coach. Um, I'm the type of player, like, I just want to like, you know, kind of like come in, like do my job and that's it. And like, you don't want to be seen as like a brown noser or anything like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it is important to have at least like a dialect with the coach. Like, I'm not Mm going to like go out and like, you know, like, but it's good, like in training, even if you're just like, hey coach like what do you think about this or like oh can we like go over video about the game or something Mm -hmm. just to kind of show that you you know you really do care like sometimes maybe it's obviously through your play and stuff but it's good to like create a professional relationship with your Mm -hmm. coach and sometimes I don't know why I had always avoided it I was like oh no I I don't need that but it 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 can make a big difference Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's like this, I think in any relationship, there's kind of like this area where you, you need to humanize yourself, if that makes sense. Like you have to like show, I don't know, there's more to you than just this person behind a text or this person who just shows up. I think people can be more empathetic when they start to understand you more as a person. And then, I mean, if that helps us get playing time too, you know, so be it. So yeah completely yeah and like I think it just like makes your experience overall like whether you're playing or not like just your whole experience as a player will be much more enjoyable if you have like that open dialect with your coach Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent um speaking on adapting um were there any were there any areas in terms of you know certain norms that you had in training or in games in Spain that when you came back to the U S you were surprised weren't there. Yeah. I mean the game, like between like the style of play between Spanish and American style soccer is, is totally different. Um, no one's saying tranquilo anymore. (laughs) No. Oh my God. (laughs) No, I wish, I wish somebody would tell me, please. I wish I, I know I never thought I would miss that <laughs> but it's, I mean there's similarities obviously like it's still the game of football but it, it's so different the, the cultures the style like 
everything was kind of like it was all like reverse culture shock for me coming back honestly mm. you know because like i'm an american mm-hmm. like i should be like just have no problem adapting yeah. you know mm-hmm. but i was like what is happening i also came like mid-season so that was difficult too um but like i think coming in like people kind of saw me as like a foreigner like and i kind of like naturally just like was a part see, of the see, see, see. yeah they started speaking <laughs> spanish to you <laughs> like the, the the british girls actually adopted me adopted me into their, their honorary british brit I was, I was honored yeah i guess i can make a good cup of tea or something so, <laughs> so what were what can you yeah. name any of those differences or more just kind of general things yeah um i mean yeah obviously the style of play super transitional mm-hmm. um and i feel like americans are like much more competitive like i think the standard was super high and like if you don't meet those standards like it was very like you were let know that mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're not meeting those standards which mm-hmm. is good like i i like that i appreciate that um and then i don't like for me it was weird like understanding everybody you know, like, I, I like, knew <laughs> everything so that was going on. Mm-hmm. Like in Spain, I kind of like I, I spoke like my Spanish was decent mm-hmm. and like could kind of understand what was going on. But I kind of like was able to create my own narrative, maybe mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. maybe like live in my own world. <laughs> like, kind of, like, no, I, I like, totally here, get this. <laughs> yeah, like I probably missed a lot of yeah. like what was mm-hmm. going on. Um, like the coach could probably like talk crap like say something bad to you and like it'd probably just go right over my head you know but like here you kind of like you know everything that like I was you're very aware of everything that's going on Mm -hmm. um which can be can be very good obviously like it's important to know like understand every all of the tactics and everything that's going on in training and stuff um but yeah like it it's it sounds weird to say but it was weird for me to like understand everything and like I don't know it just kind of added more pressure you know like yeah. sometimes in Spain you're kind of like oh sorry I don't speak the language you know? oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but like you're like if you don't know what's going on like you're not attention and like that's problem mm-hmm. that's so, so funny yeah. you say that though because even just when I went home uh, I was hanging with friends and at one point they're like Dylan you're really quiet and I was just like I thought about it and I was like I just haven't heard this much English like I'm just really yeah. just taking it yeah. all in like I'm, <clears throat> I under and my German has gotten a lot better but still sometimes especially when players talk to each other using slang sometimes I can be like yeah. what is going on and I just it was so weird that I understood absolutely everything that was going on but I guess you're right there is no fallback like oh you're not no longer the foreigner who doesn't understand yeah. there's no yeah. there's, that leeway is gone mm-hmm exactly and like sometimes i forget that like everybody can understand me too you know (laughs) like it's like in spain like we'd be uh, like on the train or something you know like speaking english and nobody like understood us Mm -hmm. but like here you kind of have to be careful more careful what you say you know people hear you you yeah Yeah. so there was there was something that sean's brother actually pointed out to us and he said that our english had changed like we talked a little bit slower i think when you live abroad for a while, you kind of adapt this habit where you just 
try and be helpful to people and you know you use less slang and you kind of talk a little slower did you did you have the same kind of experience oh my gosh a thousand percent of that <laughs> like people are like why are you talking like that and to be honest it's it's changed me forever like I still sometimes have difficulty speaking English like finding the right words or like yeah. use you know because you know the grammar is always different so like I'll say words in a different uh-huh. order mm-hmm. that like don't make sense like yeah oh no I still yeah. have that we actually we have a, a British girl on our team and she refuses to adjust her accent but nobody understands her I'm like you gotta you gotta talk slower for them and enunciate she's like no I'm not doing that <laughs> so she just goes like where is she from and where is she from in UK um like uh Brentford area okay yeah Still, though, I feel it's interesting. I feel like um, English speakers should understand. Like, I know for foreigners, it's very hard for them to understand British or Scottish English. But yeah, but then again, I do know some people that like have a hard time understanding a Scottish or Irish accent, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny, too, that you were saying that. I mean, one, I think that once we spend enough time back in America, I think it'll come back. But like I, I mean, can for Kylie, sure. Kylie, how long have you been back? <laughs> I've been back for a while. But to be fair, and I'm actually super pumped about it. Like I've been using my Spanish lately. Nice. And Good. Like, yeah. yeah. Don't lose it. Don't lose yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Because I can Definitely I can attest to that too. Is like this past winter when I went back to play pickup, like I couldn't speak. Like I couldn't speak. Like you know like all commands and stuff and directions yeah. i couldn't yeah like my tongue just wasn't working like i just wanted mm-hmm. to say in german and then i'm losing the word i didn't know what to say or how to say it and yeah. i just like whatever it's pick up i'll just play but like no, yeah that was the first time where i thought like wow this is weird this is really weird that that's always like where you don't even realize how much you know like you don't, wouldn't ever think of that being a problem but when i went from sparta to atletico so in in czech yo is if i remember this correctly yo is yes and oh and then yo um, is i but in spanish yo is i so i would like when i want the ball i'm like yeah 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 you know mm-hmm. like in, in in czech republic i would say like um i don't i don't remember but and then in spain i'm like yo 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 and people are like what are you like are you saying yeah 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 and then when I get into uh, Orlando I mean thankfully some people speak Spanish here but oh my gosh it was so hard I was like screaming Spanish words on the field (laughs) like that's like your first instinct to scream Spanish in some ways that's amazing though that it's so in it's so ingrained yeah cool it's really cool but yeah Yeah. I've, I've gotten over that now now I got the the English phrases back and and how do you look at your first year at Orlando I know it's difficult to adapt to a new team and especially you came mid-season that makes it even more difficult um but how do you look back at that I mean so our season was honestly like it was insane um probably like so I was recruited by um the coach at the time Mark and that was I, I told you guys how I was kind of like you know hesitant to come back to the NWSL and stuff and 
I spoke with him and I really liked, you know, what he was trying to do with Orlando, you know, kind of bring like a possession based style to the league, which is obviously very difficult to do. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like he kind of, you know, like beat me as a player and like, you know, like was kind of his player. So that's kind of why I made the decision, part of the reason why I made the decision to come back. So yeah, super excited to come back to Orlando. Two weeks later, he takes a job at Manchester United. Um, so I was like, oh, with Manchester United woman. So that was a big bummer for me, <laughs> you know? So we had like, within the month, the first month that I was at Orlando, we had a coaching change. Um, I got bit by a dog and I split my lip open oh and my had God. to have surgery. Yeah. So I was like, maybe this is a sign. <laughs> like, this is like, like, there's something like they don't want me here, you know? But like, so it was like a difficult first month for me. Um, and honestly, like as a team, we had a very difficult season. Um, like, didn't end up making playoffs, which was a huge disappointment. Like, there was no excuse for us to not make playoffs. So, like, it was a pretty bummer of a season, not going to lie. Um, but so I'm excited to get, like, I learned a lot. Um, still no regrets. I'm so happy that I came back. But, um, yeah, I'm excited this year. Like, we've made a ton of changes this offseason like pretty much have a brand new team which is kind of scary but exciting at the same time so yeah um, I'm optimistic about it mm. yeah a little bit of both I guess um, kind of yeah. speaking on this and then also the prior uh, topic of um, adaptation uh, was there something specific in your game that you kind of noticed in training and then in the games that this is something I'm going to have to work on for season two. Yeah. So I, something I worked on a lot in the off season is um, like what, what we loved to do last year was like crossing the ball. So like all I did was like put the ball in, put the ball in, like put the ball in. Like I, I went, I love the off season's hard here because you have like, three months of just like you know like that's a long time mm -hmm. but at the same time it's such a good opportunity to kind of like go back to the basics so mm -hmm. I would literally like I would just go to the pitch by myself with a ball like hit the ball off the wall you know like for me it was more so just going back to the basics like I think mm -hmm. that's probably like that's all that it takes like that's the difference between you know the the pro pro pros like the best and not the best like Evan always says the difference between the best is like just the tiny details like mm -hmm. if you can like receive a ball out of the air like how quickly can you bring it down under control yeah. mm -hmm. like it can be point whatever milliseconds mm -hmm. and like that's that's the difference between the best and not so yeah just kind of went back to the basics to be honest mm -hmm. No, it's a great point. It's like, especially the consistency of doing those things. Yeah. So if you're a team who likes to cross the ball in, um, if you can cross the ball in and, and find someone six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, 10 out of 10 times, then that's the next level that you're really trying to get to. Yeah. And what are some things uh, that maybe you picked up in your game in, in Spain, particularly that you find, uh, 
has really improved your game now in the U.S. compared to when you were with the Breakers? Yeah, it's funny because like in Spain, probably my strength was like my like physicality, you know, like my athletic ability Mm -hmm. and my weakness was my technical ability. And then I think coming here, those my strengths and weaknesses were exact like reversed. So I think mm-hmm. here, like my athletic ability is very average. You know, like that's not something I can rely on to stand out. And I think my technical ability, like, technical ability, like wasn't up to par in in the Spanish level, but here, like, is much more valuable. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that I think that's something that I can bring. Like you know, just like in small sided and stuff like that's something I really enjoy doing mm-hmm. small spaces rondos that sort of thing mm-hmm. how different are the trainings they're it's interesting because in Spain they like we did everything with the ball mm-hmm. like every single thing like conditioning what warm-up was with the ball every single thing was with the ball and here it's a lot more like you know we work on like running technique and you know you focus on on those things in warm which are also like so important um yeah i mean the heat here is insane that was like brutal to get used to Mm -hmm. like that took a lot out of me and i had to like you know even like adjust my diet like i needed to eat like way more salt like way more sodium Mm -hmm. um Mm. like hydrate and like i already hydrated a lot but like you know, you can't just drink water. You need to drink like Pedialyte and Gatorade and all the mm-hmm. electrolytes, all that stuff. So yeah, that was an adjustment. Um, but yeah, you, you, you figure it out slowly. Yeah. Surely. How long did it take you to adjust to the heat? Honestly, like, Still I adjusting? don't know if I ever did. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I struggled in the heat, like, but I guess everybody kind of did mm-hmm. like we would in the middle of training, like we would have to have a cooling break and like go under the tent, like put like, you know, the ice towels on your neck and everything. Um, yeah. It's no joke here, <laughs> but there's no way around it. Like we would train like super early in the morning and it's still so hot. Right. But I think it is like an, an advantage for us, like our team, you know, when we have teams come from New mm-hmm. York or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it's a huge advantage. Yeah, I'm kind of scared of that myself. I've been playing in cold weather places for so long that I'm like, if I go to a warm weather place, it's going to take some time. Like I should, I should start working out in the sauna more now or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Same yeah, here. Exactly. I, How do you prefer? Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to play in places that are warm. There's a few on the list and yeah, I'm just curious as to how it will go because like, like I said, playing here, it's, always cold and even when it's hot it's not that hot but then going playing in yeah 90 degree weather with 100 percent humidity i don't know how i would adapt to that yeah like at least i was coming from spain which like isn't like the drastic change mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like spain gets pretty hot it's just a yeah. very different heat like a very mm-hmm. dry heat and like much more manageable mm-hmm. um but yeah it's different coming from a place like germany I remember when, um, because the Olympics, the Women's Olympics last year were in, yeah, Tokyo. And some of the girls on our team, they, their like national teams had like this special room for them, like made to like replicate the Tokyo weather. 
and they would have to go in there and like do a bike workout or whatever and they said it was the hardest thing they've ever done Hmm. like they couldn't even make it through the workout they had to tap out and be like nah that's super interesting yeah it was it was like so cool though I'm like, dang, can I like get one of those? <laughs> really? Yeah. So something that's the complete opposite of that. Um, I may get the temperature slightly wrong, but I remember playing in Sweden and when summer first started, they we had a like a drinks pause and it was only like 73 degrees out. <laughs> and I'm like, there was a few Americans on the team, one who was like from Southern California, and we were like looking around like like what pretty sure the whole country shuts down if it's over 80 degrees fahrenheit though so it's like it's all about what you're used to i guess that's hilarious i mean i was just i just came from you know upstate new york like freezing cold freezing cold and down here in orlando it's been cold like it's been like 50 yeah and people are like oh my god like we go to training people are like in like hats like gloves <laughs> and like bundled up and i'm like in shorts and a t-shirt i'm like oh my gosh this is the most beautiful weather so yeah it is kind of like all about perspective it's great football mm. it's great football weather yeah. 50 oh, it's perfect i think 50s for me is the best football weather yeah. it was perfect i want to pivot here and come back um i know we talked about um we joked a little bit that there was some added pressure now that everyone could understand you but um, was there any other pressures that you felt kind of coming back, whether it was playing in front of, you know, family or friends or, you know, being a little bit older now and having that experience abroad and then kind of fitting into the team? Um, and then how did you deal with those? Yeah, for sure. There, I, that's what I was, you know, it's hard to come back home. You mm-hmm. know, like people can like kind of see you fail. Like when you're abroad, like, I mean, like, they're not going to, like, look at the Spanish news or anything or, like, see if you're playing or not. But, like, here, like, it's out for, like, everybody's like, oh, no, like, people, like, who, like, I've, I've been playing for four years abroad, you know. But, like, all of a sudden when you come back to the U.S., everybody, like, gets all excited about it. Because mm-hmm. um, it's easier to, like, watch the games and mm-hmm. follow everything. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure on that. Um, like, I remember uh, we were playing up in New York and um against Gotham in Red Bull and like obviously like a bunch of like family and friends are there and I'm like not starting you know you're like warming up on the sideline and you just like keep seeing like the clock tick away tick away and you're like oh like kind of like it sucks not to play anyways but like especially like when you have people in the stands you're like eh, who like made a decently far trip Mm-hmm. you're like oh it'd be nice to like get some minutes and stuff <laughs> um, <laughs> I went in in like literally like the 90th minute I think and we were like holding on to the league so that the the lead so that was enough pressure in itself at that point I was not thinking about my family at all I was like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like I'm going in with a, a few minutes and just like don't mess this up <laughs> pretty much um but yeah it's a lot of pressure um but like at the end of the day I feel like like nobody really cares that much Mm, you know like I feel like that's almost like my ego talking you know Mm -hmm. I'm like nobody really cares like they think it's like after the game oh my gosh that's so cool like I can't believe like you went in you know like you're here and you know like they don't care like if, if they actually care about you like 
they don't care if you play they don't care how you play like mm-hmm. they're just happy to like piss with you and stuff so mm-hmm. yeah like honestly like i i'm not a big fan of social media um you know i just don't your people are always gonna have something to say so i mm-hmm. just kind of stay off of it um more than anything yeah mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah i was gonna think if there's any other I was going to ask if like, if that's another thing that's a little harder to, to deal with now is like, I guess in, in Madrid, you can kind of ignore it maybe a little easier because of the language or because of not knowing where to look. And I guess it's just a little bit more in your face. Now, is this a, one of the reasons you kind of stay off social media is just like, you don't need this talk and like, how, how else do you approach it? Yeah, that's very true. Like it is just, you understand that it's more accessible all the information is so accessible um i mean i'm just not a social media person in general like i don't really care what people have to say but yeah i mean if i don't have to see it like but if i see it it doesn't bother me but like you know if i don't have to see it then even better so nice Nice. (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to think and be now over the past five years what have you learned or or how how has your approach to a bad play or a bad um, game in general um, change or, or how do you react to that oh I've had like plenty of those and it's funny like because you don't really forget them mm-hmm. like I'll stay with you forever <laughs> yeah yeah but like I've learned it is all about the reactions um, mm-hmm. like I have two very specific like instances in my mind one with Atletico one with Orlando um I don't know if I talked about the one with Atletico last episode the Orlando one though um we were playing Washington and I like came off the bench and like came in and we like immediately scored I was like super pumped all right like now like as a defender I'm like okay like don't like all you have to do is like keep it simple don't let any like don't let them score and like we win the game awesome I freaking like a cross is coming in and I go to clear it and I clear it like right to the other player like it was a terrible clearance like fell right to her and like she scores a goal like yeah like that's that's on me you know but then um one thing you can like that happens like you see like own goals all the time like it happens and it's just about your reaction and um we always do like game reviews and stuff obviously after the game and um I was really really appreciative that um one of our coaches realized this they like obviously everybody knew I made the mistake I just want to put my hand up um but the coaching staff like made it a point to show one clip so like after that happened um there was another play where I just like chased down a girl for like 50 yards and they're like that's like that's it's okay like that's the reaction Mm -hmm. we want Mm -hmm. so it's just everybody makes mistakes like honestly when I watch like the Premier League and stuff it this might sound like stuff but like it makes me so happy when I see these men like making millions and millions of dollars oh me too 100 percent. yeah yeah I'm like if they can make a mistake like I can make a mistake and that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah like as long as you 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 have to accept it Mm -hmm. like you have to be like secure enough for yourself you have to like be the first one to put your hand up because when when you don't do that and you start blaming others like that's just gonna Mm -hmm. that's just not gonna be good so like just accept it own it and like be in charge of your reaction yeah totally agree like 
I think um, we try and tell players too, if you, especially like when we talk about going on trials is like, you want to be brave and, you know, everyone makes the mistake. And if you kind of go into your shell afterwards and, you know, no one hears from you again, that's much worse than the mistake. Like Mm -hmm. you can control the things after that. You can work hard. You can get a few easy passes back in and kind of get back into a feel, but you're right. I mean, the last thing you want to do is, you know, be defined by that mistake for the rest of the time on the field. So exactly. Exactly. And I'd rather like, I like, I, I hope you're making mistakes. Like if, if you're not making mistakes, then you're probably not like putting yourself out there, you know, like anybody mm-hmm. can make like the easy passes and stuff, but like, and like you're talking about going on trial, like that's not going to get you a spot. Like you got to put your, yourself in position bail. Like, you got to challenge yourself and I would rather do that. And like, again, like have no regrets and be like, I, I went for it, like take it or leave it. Then mm-hmm. just kind of not maybe give it your all and be like, and then left with regrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Well said. Now, Kylie, you signed a two-year contract with an extension or a possible extension. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, that's, that's a nice thing. I mean, um, Sean Sean and I have had a lot of one-year contracts, but I guess the nice thing about a two-year contract is you can kind of, you know, you can really adapt to the team. You can learn about players. You can kind of find what's, you know, the best way for you to fit in in the style. Um, So with all that being said, what are some of your goals for for 2022? Yeah, I'm – that's something I'm not so great at is like setting specific goals and I need to be better at it. Um, it, This is very general, but like, I just want to like keep improving. And another one is just enjoy my time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I just want to be like, I want to like every training, I just want to know that I did everything I could and like, you know, not be just, I don't know, just enjoy it. Like, life's too short but like mm-hmm. we had um um uh, an atletico a couple years ago i don't know if you know the story of like virginia Cortesia. uh um, i don't think so she's she's like my hero she's uh such a good player she was like captain of the spanish national team and um two years ago she got uh diagnosed with like brain cancer and um every single day like she had to like have emergency surgery like all of that it was like heartbreaking and like she was going through chemo every day in the gym like like not in the gym but like she would come to the gym after chemo like do like body weight squats and stuff you know like doing what she could and that, like it just made me realize I'm like I will never complain or like you know like take anything for granted like she would have done she did do everything to back on the field and she actually, I think, it, yeah, yesterday was the Spanish Supercopa final and she made her like return and it oh was like God. the most, yeah. So like after two years, I think, um, and yeah, like that just like really put everything in perspective for me. It's like, we are so lucky to get to do what we do. Yeah. So I just want to like enjoy every single second of it because we can't do it forever, unfortunately. Yeah. 
100 percent do it as long as can <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i'll try and do it for forever but i know at some <laughs> point either my body or my mind won't agree with me yeah right? exactly yeah somebody's gonna have to tell you like yeah it's, it's time <laughs> it's time you know hang yeah. up the boots <clears throat> yeah now, something we would absolutely love to see is an expanded Champions League, um, particularly for women's football, because I think the difference between the U.S. and Europe, I mean, maybe the U.S. is even better. Now, how do you think NWSL teams would fare in that Champions League if they did do something like that? That would be so interesting. Mm. I would, because it's, yeah, that would, I would love to see that. Because um, they always do the international, like, continental cup or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. last year i think it was like barcelona came over um they played like portland and there was there's more teams that came over but obviously it's totally different like we were in like the prime of our like nwsl was in prime of their season and then like and barcelona was in preseason so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to compare but i think that would be so cool so so cool like kind of like battle of the different styles and mm-hmm. yeah because i think the u.s i think i don't remember if it was portland who actually won against barcelona mm-hmm. who's won, like actually not even arguably is the best team in the world so yeah I'll yeah it'd be, it would be fascinating that. like you said because the styles of play are so different and the u.s for women particularly is so strong in the world that yeah i wonder i wonder how that would would wind up but will that ever happen i don't know <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Make a push for it for sure. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see even like at an international, like at an, at an international level, like how the U.S. is going to stack up against other teams coming mm-hmm. up. Like I think Spain's going to be really good. So I don't yeah. know. It's starting. It is starting to level out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it'll make for great competition. That's I guess yeah. that's in the way. That's the goal. So right. Then that yeah. makes everybody better. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Kylie, is there anything going out going on outside of the game since you've been back? Anything that you're involved in? Anything, you know, that you're passionate about since, you know, kind of returning back to America? I think that is like um, a big point. Like I something for me, I think it's important to kind of have other things going on and like kind of have an outlet. Um, I, I just think I've kind of always had something. Um, you need I think I'm a big believer in balance I guess Mm -hmm. I would say um so uh recently um you guys know Evan my fiance so he's in charge of uh like New Amsterdam football club Mm -hmm. and he's actually starting like a youth program there so uh while I was like during the off season I was helping him with all of that and basically we like (laughs) turned his whole part his studio apartment um into like a sweatshop like making all of like these t-shirts for these kids and like all this merchandise and like so yeah so now um yeah just trying to like help out in that I mean and kind of with the idea hopefully in the future maybe bring a woman's side um to that because yeah I don't know just trying to you know see what maybe life after football might be mm-hmm yeah. Could you ever see yourself as a as a coach or involved in in a team in terms of like a manager, general manager, or something like this? I when I was in Boston, I was always coaching. Um, mm. I did a lot of like private lessons, and then I coached like a JV team, and I did enjoy it at the time. But like 
after a while, I kind of was like, I don't know if this is for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't like, I'm not opposed to it, mm-hmm. but I also would probably like to like, I, I would maybe get my licenses, like my coaching licenses and mm-hmm. see if I do like it. I, I'm like, I told you before, I'm so indecisive. (laughs) (laughs) What would, if you were, if you were a coach, what would be your, uh, your footballing philosophy? Would it be more Spanish dominated? Would it be more American dominated or a nice, a nice hybrid? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, (laughs) ideally a hybrid, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how you, I feel like usually you have like one or the other, like very few times you have like the, the perfect. I guess it depends on the players. (laughs) Yeah. Right. yeah 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 that's a good answer i'll, I'll stick with um depends on what the- <laughs> i blame nice. the players. <laughs> a good indecisive answer too <laughs> yeah yeah non-committal <laughs> amazing so i think it's uh we'll we'll have it we'll head into our um we're still it's a working title <laughs> well, i wrote down yeah. fast feet round and we're working on it oh, it's uh i like it's, it i like it you like it it's kind of a play yeah. on footwork it's, it's not as good as the place is right it. Place is yeah. right, no, but I she mean, got it. She got yeah. it though. Yeah. You know, like fast feet. It's a very American thing. Like go do fast feet, the ladder or yeah, something. For sure. For sure. You know what? Stop judging me, Sean. So we'll go into <laughs> our we'll go into our first one. Um, favorite moment thus far in your career? In my career, ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, these are fast feet, um, but they they hit hard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You got a 20 pound weight vest on. I'm really not good at fast feet either. I'm bad at decision making and fast feet. Um, winning um, the Czech, my first Czech uh, league was super, yeah, exciting. Nice. Most difficult moment? Getting cut by the breakers. Mm. Comes full circle though. Yeah. If you weren't a footballer, what do you think you would be? Honestly, like, <laughs> do these have to be like fat, like fast responses? No, 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 no. I mean, oh, they okay. can be, but you can, you know, there's a podcast. You can go as long yeah. as you want on an answer. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, so in college for Halloween, we always did like, um, you know, class Halloween costumes where we dress mm-hmm. up as a class. And one time we did like, um, like a, what would you be, you know, in the future? Mm-hmm. and i was like a friend like a like a fat like worker at friendlies <laughs> like, <laughs> that probably honestly would have been my future <laughs> like that is not the answer i thought we were gonna get <laughs> like soccer is everything to me like i have like in time capsules like from when i was as like could write like what do you want to be when you grow up like a soccer player like i have no idea what i would be because i never wanted to be anything else and i still don't want to be anything else so <laughs> oh my god friendlies that's the yeah. really was not expecting that answer yeah, that has that has like a deep place in my heart friendlies. i'm trying to picture you a fat version of you bringing oh, me that sunday with the a, ears you know at the Reese's, Reese's can, cups yeah the monster mash wow, the monster mash that brings me way back to college oh i can send you guys a photo of, of the of the costume that's funny <laughs> That, that might be the greatest um, answer ever on yeah, footwork. That, if, I don't think anyone's ever going to top that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Or at least they wouldn't share it with us. No, definitely not. Yeah. That's what four <laughs> years of boy will do. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Best advice you ever received? Um, 
be comfortable being uncomfortable. Love that. Best player you ever played against? It has to be um, Carolyn Graham Hansen. Um, uh, she plays for Barca. Um, I defend her, yeah. and like you, you know, every time she's going down the line and crossing it, like I, I knew that every time, and like I couldn't stop her. Mm. Wow. Best player you've ever played with? Marta. I was gonna say, she's like, like just for the ball and every time. <laughs> How is that? Is it just she just like in training or just like you just wow? Yeah, like it's it's hard not to like be like oh my gosh, like it's I've never seen a, a player play like her. Like I swear she could play in like a professional men's team. Uh, and I mean, be I think totally so too. Yeah. yeah, the skill is just like. Oh, it's just unreal. How I no, mean, like, how how old is she now? I don't even know. I don't want to divulge yeah, her like, age or anything like that, but just yeah. like I know she's been playing for a long time, and so it's just yeah, another thing that's just yeah. so. Ooh, she's she's thirty five and still born. Legend. She's a legend. That's legend. so cool. Oh yeah, and she's like still got like she's still got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's not going anywhere. Do you speak um like a Spanish hybrid with her or? Does she Sometimes, speak English? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she speaks English. Her English is better than like my Spanish. So, but yeah, sometimes like naturally <laughs> when I like hear the Spanish English, I'm, mm. I just like want to speak Spanish with her. And we oh have a God. Spanish player coming. Yeah. Mm. So sometimes mm-hmm. we'll try. Favorite book? I love The Alchemist. I just finished that. What a yes. freaking book. Can I get Everyone- a. Dylan Can I get a synopsis? Can I get a synopsis, Kylie? No, 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 no. Because I think it's too good to, to read, honestly. So, you, so I, you're yeah, gonna? I would recommend everybody reading it. Yes, literally every person on earth should read it. It's is, such an easy read. Okay, is and it it's not like about making your own path. It is. When I was reading this book, Dylan, I mean, like you could obviously we could all correlate it to our lives, like going off the beaten path and and whatnot. And I don't want to give much of the book away, but like it was just footwork, the whole book. Like what we preach in this and what we tell people, like, you know, go in uncomfortable situations and you got to chase after something to learn about yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The book just says it. I'm so sentence after sentence. It's it's crazy. I just finished this like a few days ago. What a book. I read it in English and in Spanish. You read it in Spanish. Wow. So your Spanish is it's better than you say that. No, no, no. I learned it as like a I used it as like a you know, That's I had to look up all every single word. Mm. Uh, okay, like, but write still. it down in the margin. But I love the book that much. Where I was like, I don't <laughs> like know. every and, single and, like, word. I kind of, and I already like knew the book. You know, uh-huh. so right. I kind of it. It was helpful. I already knew what was going. Oh, that's on. That's a great I idea. Could, yeah. I might snag my teammates' book then and do that. Yeah. It really is such a good book that I couldn't. Like I had it for a while because the teammate told me about it. Then I asked my brother, and he read it before. And they were both like, oh, it's a, you have to read it. It's a great book. And I like just never got into it. It was always like read a few pages and then I would do something. But then I got stuck into it and then I couldn't stop reading and I finished it all in one bit. And it was like, wow. So good. I can't oh, believe it's I like waited to read it. one of those books where I would like reread. Yeah. Yeah. And you could get a new lesson from it every time. Yeah. I yeah, feel. yeah. Yeah. And like probably relate to it in a different way. too. Yeah. 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 Great book. Yeah. You got to read it. Hell now, yeah. quote, quote so that you live by. Uh, so 
we talked about last time like the man in the arena yeah. i love that that quote but like can you say it again for those who maybe <laughs> haven't heard the first one just gonna ask that we have a oh, lot of goodness. we have a lot of new listeners now it's been a while because you know i haven't i usually like repeat it to myself mm-hmm. um you know like before training or in games mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and i haven't had that oh. so you're kind of putting me mm-hmm. on the spot Okay. Sorry, right. we, we can go back and dub the original version and yeah, just yeah. like yeah. this never happened, and then it's just you. All right, I'll I'm gonna, I'll give it a thought. Um, so it goes: it's not the critic that counts, not the man who points out how the strongman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again. Because there is no F, there is no something without something. <laughs> um, I no, I don't remember it. Mm. I feel like you. I feel like you had it. You were so close. Because there is no effort. Let me try and find the word for you. Because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does that? Okay. Oh, okay. Let me start over. Let me start. Over. All right. Let's go. Let's go again. We got it. All right. It's not the critic who counts. Not the man who doubt how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasms, the great de- devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, mm-hmm. who at the best in the end knows triumph, and who at the at the worst in the end if he no, fails that's the most important at least part. fails and he fails at least fails while daring greatly yeah so that is um oh i can't do it so that is place <laughs> shall shall never be amongst those cold and timid foes that know neither victory nor defeat yeah Wow, that is such impressive. a that was word for word correct. Well done. I need to. I need obviously getting into preseason. I need to to have a refresher. That's good though. I'm glad that we could uh, yeah. reignite that fire. When you you said something earlier, <laughs> yeah, actually, you said something earlier about like um, speak. I think it was speaking Spanish in training. Sometimes you just feel like scared. And I remember today, like I didn't speak as much German today. I don't know. I just kind of felt like. Uh, you know whatever and it just like kind of this podcast just gave me another kick again like no like get out of your comfort zone and speak more german so thank yeah, you Yeah, like sometimes you, you feel a bit self-conscious but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day who cares if no one cares yeah exactly yourself yeah. yeah if anything it's a good brain like <laughs> exactly yeah and if it's bad you know they'll get some humor out of it so either exactly. way either way it's, it's a win-win, win-win. yeah exactly win-win. yeah <laughs> so so our last question here, we've talked a lot about, you know, what's kind of happened in the last two years or last year or so. Um, and I know, you know, the future is constantly changing and Kylie might be a little indecisive, but um, what does the future look like for Kylie Strom going forward? It's a great question. Um, I, I mean, I know this isn't an answer. But I'm just going to take it like this year, like, give it everything I have you know like I just focus like day by day because this business you just never know what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. so like what's Mm -hmm. the point in planning so Mm -hmm. I'm just taking it all in you know 
be the best player I can, best person I can. And Mm -hmm. yeah, no regrets. I think that's a great answer. I don't think there's any right answer for this. Sometimes I think people kind of have a plan, but also, like you said, plans constantly change. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, honestly, like it's, it's stressful to kind of think of like, Oh, like, cause I have, I'm lucky. Like I have this season and then I have an option at the end of the year. Um, but you just never know, like so much stuff can happen between mm-hmm. now and then. It's obviously like so good to have goals, mm-hmm. like short term, long term. Um, but don't stress about it. Like mm. completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Completely agree. It's like you you said earlier. I mean, and I actually said on this podcast a few times, like, we have a really good job. Like we kick a ball around. So just yeah. be grateful for it. Take it day by day. It's not that serious. People don't really care that much. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. You know, still make your own path. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a perfect place to end it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Read The Alchemist. Kylie yeah. could have been a fat, friendly worker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think that was a spark notes of this of this podcast episode. Yeah. If you take anything, take those last three points. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe like that is my future. I just, I don't know if friendly even still exists. That would be a hell of a podcast. If we, <laughs> you know, our next one, we may wait just Heard to see what first. happens in the next few <laughs> years. Um, but now that was amazing. Kylie, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, great to talk to you. Great to check in and, you know, we're excited for, for 2022 and to, to see you ball out. No, thanks so much for having me guys. Anytime. You're welcome back all the time as our first guest. (laughs) Wow, Sean, it was great to uh, get back in touch with Kylie. Um, I mean, what a moment she's she's kind of come back and, you know, stayed at her place in Orlando and credit to Kylie. She really helped us get off the ground in footwork. That was the seventh episode. Yeah. You know, May May 2020. I can't believe to think back what we were doing then to where we are now. Um, I mean, credit to Kylie for being the first guest, really. Yeah, um, thank And that's you. kind of where the idea started of like, okay, this shouldn't really be about us, but like mm-hmm. bring other people into this. Yeah, relate um, our stories with other people's stories. Let's find right. common ground, find, you know, ways to challenge each other. I think so many of the things she's kind of touched on, you know, I really love. I think her path is is one that, you know, she made just on, on a lot of terms of being comfortable in situations and then thinking, okay, mm-hmm. how am I growing right now? You know, she spent a lot of time. She was very successful in Atletico and she could have stayed there. And that's not the wrong decision if she stayed there. But in her mind, she was like, okay, this is a challenge. This is a risk, you know, and she may be a little indecisive, but in the end it was like, you know, I can really grow from this opportunity. It can be, you know, a challenge. And I think a lot of people need to know that it's very tough to grow when you are, you know, stagnant and not necessarily telling you to jump from team to team or things like this, but Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, and I think um, she kind of knew it was just time for a change. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how she brought up that point because I mean, we feel ourselves, we talk about it all the time, but being uncomfortable is good because you learn about yourself. Mm -hmm. And ultimately that's the most important thing. We, we kick a ball for a living. Someone pays us to do this. Yeah. It's the greatest job in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we get to grow as individuals, which is mm-hmm. ultimately um, the, the thing that's going to last you, you know, your whole life. Um, 
And yeah, I think it's, it's so, I mean, she brought up The Alchemist, first off. That book, really, it's by uh, Paulo Coelho, is, is the guy's name, it's Portuguese. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but um, yeah, I recommend really everyone hearing this, if you haven't read it, to read it. And even if you have read it, it's definitely worth a reread, which I will do soon. Um, because it just talks about that exactly. It's like, you need to chase, in summer, you have to chase something. And while chasing something, you're going to learn about mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and you're going to learn so many different things that if you didn't go out of your, your little comfort zone, you would have never learned these things. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's not, you know, the thing you're chasing, but it's what you become throughout the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the summary of the book and what she talked about and what we talk about. It's the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you need to get out of your comfort zone, chase something, whatever you, it, it doesn't mean you have to quit a job. You could be working at the same job, but then you're going to go sign up for a marathon. Maybe you've never run before, you know, and it's just in doing so you learn about yourself in so many different aspects. And, uh, okay. No yeah, more spoilies. No more spoilies. I got to read this. No, no, I didn't, I didn't spoil anything. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, a. Uh, it's a very, very good book. I have to add it to the footwork book list because I don't think it's on there yet. Yeah. Speaking of the footwork book list, there's a ton of products right now on our website. That's live footwork.club. Um, yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of people have come back to us some great feedback. Um, it's great to see you guys on there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of exciting new content, new content to come. So make sure you sign up um, link tree in our link tree. Um, you can find any sign up on our website, join the club or in consultations. For those who are trying to go pro, you know, we've talked to a few people in the past two weeks, really, about, uh, you know, just had questions for us playing in UK, playing in Germany, things we know, you know, tips, you know, reaching out for us if we know anybody here. And, you know, we may not know anyone. We may not be able to help you, but um, reach out to us because these connections that we make and, you know, Kylie is one of them. You know, that was it, it was great to connect with her on the first one and great to connect with her again. And yeah, Sean, anything else from you? Oh, TikTok. Yeah, we're big on TikTok now, but yeah. I mean, Sean started us off with a bang with our 50-second footwork tactics. Make sure you get into that. Make sure you comment on that, um, whether you agree, disagree. Some things you guys would like to hear in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, we're all ears and we like to do this as a community. So, you know, reach out to us and yeah, join the club, really. Yeah, and stay tuned. Every Friday, we're going to try and keep that every Friday a new footwork 50 second tactics. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it's maybe a new Avenue we can go into because it seems like no one's doing it and we're out. We're all about making your own path. So Sean came in with a fucking bang. So we'll see where, let's see where we're headed. Yeah. yeah. All right. yeah I think, I think we'll end on that. Um, join the club once again and yeah, keep making your own path. Outro, no outro. Do we want to do an outro? Let's do an outro. Do an outro. Do I have to edit this? Nah, we're not editing this. No. Until next time. <laughs> Keep moving forward. Keep learning. Make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast. Twitter is at footwork podcast. YouTube and Facebook, just check out footwork podcast. Search it. Email us if you need anything, any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Thank you.